A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. What do you do when you think your partner's only with you because they can't be with their best friend? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... I, 28-year-old female, have completely fallen out of love with my husband, 34-year-old male, after our first year of having a baby. Hi Reddit, to summarize our marriage, we've always been long distance and have never really gotten the chance to live together, apart from a maximum of three months in either countries, and most of it we were both on leave and traveling and having fun. The three months prior to having my son, we were in my hometown and both of us were both off work. I've recently gotten a new job and saved a lot of money to spend on experiences, eating out, and to rent an apartment in the city. We were so happy and thought we were happy and stable enough for a baby. My husband's always been aggressive in communication, emotionally and how he treats me. I've communicated that if he does not solve his issues, I wanted a divorce. He has begged for forgiveness, sought counseling, changed. This was prior to having my son and now after having my son. Everything came back full force and 10 times worse. We stayed in my hometown for 7 months after I gave birth as we awaited my visa to go to the US and he was so so mean. There were times where I would just be holding my baby crying to him saying that he's being so mean to me. I was basically a single mum. He complained that he had no social life, that the gym and our baby was the only thing keeping him sane here and that my city was so quiet. He's extremely extroverted and thrives on socializing and he excuses himself that having a baby was an adjustment for him. He would yell at me for every single thing you can imagine possible, yell at me to organize my baby's passport, yell at me to ask when my maternity pay is coming in, blamed me for whenever something was wrong with the baby, everything you can imagine. He blamed me for it. Now that I've gotten my US visa, I was hoping we'd be back in his home and he'd return back to his normal self and we'd be in love again, but it's like we're roommates. I know everyone says it's normal after having a baby, but no matter how much I plead, he always puts his social life first and just wants to be with his friends. I hate it here in the US. I've had so many issues, particularly with feeling safe, but the US has a community for my son that back home can't provide. That's where the main issue is. How do I handle separation if I'm not in my hometown and I don't have any money? I have nowhere to stay at. I don't have any money and can't afford childcare for my son while I study and apply for work. A part of me still loves him but feels really traumatized by how he treated me. I no longer think he's a kind person and wish I didn't have him in my life. I've had fantasies where he would pass away and I didn't have to worry about living with him or being in the US. When I picture traveling, dates, sex, it's no longer with him. I wish he would cheat on me so I have an excuse to leave. I mean, if you're serious about it, I would think the next step here is to immediately look if you can find a way to get back to your hometown, or I would begin researching for services that might be able to help you where you're at. I mean, if you separated and you're on your own, I can imagine most places would have something that would be able to help out a single mother. Even if you have to do like a long-term thing where you're slowly just saving money that you can get on the side here, make a plan and slowly stow some cash away until it becomes a situation where it does make sense. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, I had a whole plan to propose to my boyfriend and it fell apart. How do I handle our future? My heart hurts. 
I, 40-year-old female, was planning to ask my boyfriend, 43-year-old male, to marry me at the end of the month on a trip to Mexico. I would ask him because he has anxiety and I'm very outgoing and spontaneous, which he loves. He has many times said things to lead me into thinking that might happen soon. He downright said to me, during a funny night of champagne, would you say yes if I asked? And then said not to answer, as he knew it was too serious for that moment. We've lived together for almost two and a half years in a house that we found together, but he owns due to finances. I helped to raise his 10-year-old daughter who has many issues that I help with considerably. We have a dog. I'm on his health, car, life insurance, and both families are glad we're together. His sister constantly tells me that he wants to marry me. I decided to ask him on an upcoming trip to Mexico. I got all our friends' and family's opinions, went ring shopping for him, and told so many people who all thought it was a great idea. I had it fully planned. I decided to just have a more probing conversation without outright asking him just in case. The takeaway from it is that because of his emotionally abusive marriage, contentious divorce, and ongoing abusive behavior from his ex, he's not comfortable with marriage yet. I respect and understand his decision. I would never pressure him, but it hurts. All the sweet stuff he said to me hurts now. I feel foolish and embarrassed. I feel like I can't trust my own judgment in what I thought our relationship was. I feel silly and stupid. I'm so dumb. My question is on how to realign my expectations of our relationship so that I'm not filling a role that he's not open to. Meaning, should I pull back from parenting his daughter, being so involved with his family, I call and text with his siblings and parents, and in general, acting like a wife? I feel now that maybe my whole understanding of our relationship is wrong. Should I just behave like a girlfriend that lives in his house with his kid? I mean, just considering everything OP put out here, I feel like OP's being a little too reactive, maybe overthinking this a bit too much. I think what he said is a valid enough reason to understand that it does feel sketchy to him. I don't think the way he's feeling negative about marriage in that regard negates the whole thing you've got going on. I think before you go and blow this whole thing up and you're just setting that ship to sail, you need to just have a talk about it and just explain what you want and that you're ready for this next step. In fact, based off of OP's reaction, it sounds like something they kind of need for this relationship to evolve to. Especially, I don't think it's fair to the kid to be so involved in their life and then for that reason alone, just jettison yourself out of it. Our next story is, my female 22, boyfriend, male 29, thinks I was cheating or doing something sketchy because of an iPhone glitch. I'm a PA student and I'm basically always in school either in class or studying. My boyfriend was randomly checking my location today and it showed that I was in a random neighborhood near my campus but not actually on campus. He now thinks I was doing something weird and that I was lying to him about my location. He kept calling me but I was in class and couldn't answer the phone because we were in small groups with a professor doing an activity. I have proof on my phone that I was in class by a picture I took, and they always take attendance every class. My friends can also attest. Has this happened to anyone, and how can I prevent it from happening again? How else can I prove I was at school? I mean, it's possible that the tracking was just a little inaccurate. I mean, I don't know if OP walks to school or drives to school. Maybe it last updated while they were actually on the road on the way to school. I mean, it's certainly possible that there was just an error in the tracking. I mean, I don't know what more you can do to convince them. If you're 100% telling the truth and you have the proof to back it up and they don't want to believe you, well, then their trust wasn't very strong to begin with. 
This next story is, I, 21-year-old female, saw that my boyfriend, 27-year-old male, was texting his friend we're in an open relationship. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we definitely are not. This was a guy friend, and I don't think my boyfriend is gay, so this feels really weird. Asked him about it, and he said he just wanted to seem cool. He's 27 though, so I feel like that might be a lie. We've been dating three years. I feel like that is really sketchy. I'm thinking of breaking up over this, but I don't know if I'm overreacting. I don't think he'd cheat on me, but clearly he would lie about me. I want to stay with him on one hand because we've had a nice relationship that's been pretty healthy, but I don't want to worry about my partner lying about me or cheating. They should be your safe person, I feel like. I mean, scooting past already the difference in just lifestyles at 18 and 24 when they started dating, this guy and this behavior is just kind of sketchy vibes to me. I mean, your mileage may vary, but I don't understand why they would be lying about that to seem cool. What makes you inherently cool by telling your friends, yeah, I'm in an open relationship. She gives me the pass to do whatever I want. But don't worry, I'm just just saying that just to look cool. Personally, if I were in OP shoes, I wouldn't buy it and I would be very suspicious about what else has been going on. Seems like there probably could have been a lot. This next story is, my husband, 29-year-old male, and I, 28-year-old female, are struggling to find an equal workload. Tired parents of Reddit, I need your honest opinions. My husband and I are parents to an 18-month-old who we adore. However, since going back to work four days a week, I'm really struggling to find a good work-life mom balance. I'm exhausted all the time and so is my husband, and although we still have so much love for one another, we're starting to argue frequently about domestic duties, which often leads to a bigger argument where we begin to compare everything we do. I want to know if I should be asking my husband for more support. At times, I don't think he does enough, but I'm not sure if I'm being unfair. Our current routine consists of my husband leaving for work around 4am, I wake up at 6.30am with our toddler and proceed to get us both ready for the day, breakfast done, pack his bag and do a quick tidy of the house before doing the drop off and arrive at work around 8am. I teach, so arriving at work early gives me that extra time needed to prepare and set up my first lessons of the day and attend any morning meetings. My husband finishes work around 12.30pm, he heads home and does his own thing for a few hours or catches up on some much needed sleep. He picks our son up at 3pm, occasionally a little earlier. I finish work around 4.30 p.m., planning and meetings, and get home around 5.30 p.m. Once I'm home, one of us prepares dinner, usually me, and then I head up to change. Around 6 p.m., we all have dinner together. I then do the bath and bed routine. My husband steps in here and there and will occasionally shower with our son, so I don't have to bathe him that day, but this might happen once a week or twice if I pester him to. 
Once our son's in bed around 7.30, I try to squeeze in a quick workout if I have the energy, and then shower. I do a few domestic duties and then I'm ready for bed. Throughout the night, if our son wakes, I'll be the one to attend to him. Fair, my hubby does wake at 4am. What frustrates me is if I ask for more help or for him to do some chores around the house, he instantly gets annoyed. And I also know he's tired, but so am I. So am I really asking for too much? As long as this guy is getting regular good quality sleep, I don't think there's any excuse for asking for more help once in a while. And they should be appreciative of what you do on the daily and try to chip in here and there where possible. Our next story is my 26-year-old male, girlfriend, 20-year-old female, of four months wants me to be there for her surgery and won't accept a compromise. She's blind and going through a major experimental surgery next month that's going to help improve her vision. She's been very anxious about it in general, and I've tried my best to be emotionally supportive so far, which she has been appreciative of. Ever since we got together, she mentioned that she expects someone she's in a relationship with to be there for the tough times which meant that she wants to be there for all eight days of her hospital stay. The surgery is in another state that she, her parents, one of her aides, and I would be flying to, and taking a train back since she won't be able to fly post-surgery. Initially, I didn't want to be there because I don't think I've been with her long enough. Furthermore, when I discussed the issue with my mom, she was against me going as she believed I was overextending myself a lot for this relationship already. We live an hour away and I'm basically at her place all the time, and given the plethora of support she's already going to have from other people, she couldn't understand what I would give her that other people couldn't. However, my girlfriend has since stepped up in terms of caring for me and showing that she didn't just expect me to drop my life and support her without returning the same concern for me. Her parents also offered to pay for all my expenses, which I'm very grateful for. As a result, I told her that I can use up all three remaining vacation days I have for the year, up to be there for the first three days, but that I would like to come back after so that I can focus on work. I work remote, but I didn't want to divide my attention between being there for her and having to work. I also said that I was willing to stay at her place for a whole month after she comes back to our state to help her recover from surgery. Initially, she said she was happy with this compromise, but today she reneged and said that having a partner be there for surgery shouldn't be something she has to compromise about. That she's okay with compromise, but ultimately disappointed that I won't be there for all 8 days. This didn't sit well with me as I thought we were both happy with what we agreed on after several vexing rounds of discussion over this issue, but it seems like I can't make her happy unless I fully satisfy her expectation. I'm also afraid that this might be an issue that she could hold against me in the future if she can't accept what I can do for her already. Am I being an irrational boyfriend? I don't think OP's out of line here. I think it's reasonable enough, even four months in, that if you're going through something like that, you want your partner to be there with you. That said, OP's offered everything they can, which is they can only afford three days off, and they offered a month of staying with them afterwards, which hopefully should all but make up for those few days that they can't stay. Our next story is, is 21 too young to be married? I, 17-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 19-year-old male, have been talking about getting engaged in 2026 and married in 2027. We've been together for three years. I'll be 21 and he'll be 23. My family is very anti-young marriage and I'm worried about their lack of support but also some part of me wonders if 21 is too young in today's world. I love him and want a future with him. We share the same goals, 
are both either in or soon to be attending university and have set careers in mind. I want to marry him, start a life with him, and call him my husband. However, I worry about the stats, and if 21 truly is too young. We've been saving for a future since we moved out. It hasn't been long, but it will continue this way. So we aren't too worried about paying for a wedding because we know exactly what we want. Money isn't an issue. I'm looking for advice on this by anyone who has experience marrying young and what it was like for them, or anyone who has experience with something like this in general. Thank you. I mean, every situation is different. If you asked me to just straight up be very generalistic if I thought 21 is too young to be married, I would be willing to say probably, but again, every situation is different. But I would definitely say three years of a relationship or not, just wait until 2026 and see how you feel then. I'm not in any way saying things are going to go wrong, but a lot can change as far as how you feel or your relationship in three or four years. Our next story is, fiancé, 31-year-old male, secretly asked for advice on Reddit saying that my, 28-year-old female, personality is a 10, but my body is far from it and I can't get past it. Yes, my, 28-year-old female, fiancé, 31-year-old male, said that about me in a Reddit post that he thought no one could tell was him. This was more than a year ago, and we hadn't fully committed to our relationship. Apparently, some of his friends and family implied and flat out told him he could do better, and he has and could attract more beautiful women. It's been a year. He doesn't know I saw it, and he's been a different, better person. Now, after putting in the work on himself and therapy every other week, he is surprisingly one of those people who actually apologizes and follows through with changing to be a better person. He does go on to say I'm the best person he's ever met, and I check off most of the things he wants in a partner, and that he hates that he thinks like this. He deleted it soon after posting after getting some very kind yet straightforward replies, and has never posted anything like it since. To be fair, he was going through a rough time and a lot of big changes at the same time. Anyway, even before I saw his post, I started personal training. My body has changed a lot and I'm fit as freak now, but I'm never going to be model skinny or have a completely flat stomach. I also used to be anorexic, and I'm extremely hard on myself, so I can't help replaying his post over and over in my head when we have a disagreement. He does show lots of love for me and can't keep his hands off me. He comments positively about the changes he's seen in my body for my hard work and often tells me I'm pretty. But how do I get past this post? I can push it away, but it all comes back to bother me. Do I talk to him about it? Thanks and advice for any wisdom or thoughts you can share. It is very appreciated. I would begin by surveying the relationship and trying to understand how you feel about that fully. Are you extremely happy with how things are? Do you think he's treating you and the relationship well? Basically, do you think this line of thinking where you think about that post is more of a thing that you're just kind of overthinking and putting on yourself more than something that he's doing wrong? If so, I would consider taking a page from his book and seeking professional help with it. I would just be unsure of how likely it is that speaking to your partner about this out loud would actually resolve anything versus maybe just cause a flare-up or unnecessary stress on the relationship. This next story is... I can't tell if my 23-year-old female, boyfriend 24-year-old male, is immature or I'm just judgmental. A little info about us, we met in May and started dating in early July, so we've been together a little more than 4 months. 
I moved home from my college because I was in an emotionally, sexually, and physically abusive two-year relationship that I couldn't escape. Not much else needs to be said about that. We've obviously gone no contact. After I left him, I moved home and started improving my life. I had been homeschooled and then immediately under the thumb of my ex, so I never had a long-term job, a driver's license, or my own money. I'm really proud of the fact that once I moved home, I've done all of those things for myself. I made employee of the month in my second month working as a waitress, and I'm about to get a much better job in healthcare, with any luck, that would provide free college education in healthcare, which is where I want to go in life. I've always had a passion for helping people who can't help themselves. I promise that's relevant and not just me patting myself on the back. My friends and family feel that I constantly find projects out of relationships to fix men. Every guy I've been interested in had a big fix. The problem is, I really like this guy and I can't tell if I'm making myself a lifelong project or if he's an investment worth making. I feel like I'm being judgmental, but given my history with men, I don't exactly have the record to rely on my own senses. This guy is really cute, which I know I'm fairly attractive as well, but I'm thicker, so not everybody's type. Anyways, I've never dated a cute guy before because of my weight. He comes from a really good family, affluent, successful, good-hearted and natured, really great people. He was adopted by them as a baby and spoiled beyond belief because, as I said, they're very affluent. I was raised polar opposite. My parents worked taking care of others first and ourselves last. They worked for nonprofits and disaster relief, and I grew up taking care of people who didn't have anything and was taught to be very grateful for what I had. I had an amazing childhood. Not always easy, but I had parents that loved me. I wasn't spoiled in any sense of the word, though. He's divorced, though that doesn't bother me. It was a COVID divorce. Those were pretty common. And his ex-wife cheated on him because he didn't want a baby at 21. From the sound of his history, he had a lot of jobs in retail. A month here and a month or two there. He had two serious car accidents that resulted in serious physical weakness and him having a phobia of driving or being in a car. We're about two hours apart in distance and I usually drive 30 minutes to a nearby town and his friend who makes a lot of passes there will drop him off to have a date with me. I've been patient about that. When we started dating, he was in school for coding. He's since dropped out for no clear reason. Because he doesn't have a car, he doesn't work and lives at home. Living at home in this economy is super understandable to me, but not working isn't. That's why I mentioned all of the stuff about my achievements since being home. I already resent his laziness in the face of me working my butt off. He picks up odd jobs doing billing and stuff, but he's never working. I'm a waitress. Not an impressive job to have, but I work for every penny. We pay ourselves on dates and usually he'll pay me for a thing or two. He tells me gifts to buy him constantly and he does get me gifts as well, but I don't like getting into the gift war considering I don't make much money and the money I do make I use to pay for my car and other obvious expenses. That's another thing, the gifts he wants are literal toys. Legos, an aquarium light baby mobile, a gummy bear necklace, you get it. He wears socks with cartoon characters on them on our dates. He skateboards to his friends' houses to smoke weed until midnight when he calls me to talk before bed. Piping this makes me feel worse. He's got an amazing heart and personality. He's the gentlest person I've ever met. I can't tell if I'm judgmental or delusional about this man. Please, any advice.
I mean, a lot of what OP said in describing this guy sounds like somebody that's not really at the level of having a fully independent, committed relationship. I mean, if you're happy enough dealing with all of the quirks and things that you have to work around with this guy and the behaviors that maybe you find off-putting, then maybe it is worth it. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of slack that OP has to pick up for this guy. I mean, really, I know OP's had issues with this in the past, but it really comes down to would they be happy doing that theoretically for years? If none of the what you would maybe consider negative leaning qualities or traits ever changed, would you be happy with that forever? Our next story is, I, 29-year-old male, think that my girlfriend, 26-year-old female, is only with me because she can't be with her best friend, 26-year-old male. Should I just end the relationship? I've been with my girlfriend, Jordan, for a little over two years. We live together and we have two cats. Up until this weekend, I genuinely thought everything was perfect in our relationship, which I know is what everyone says in these posts, but I really was thinking that I was going to ask her to marry me sometime in the next year. We don't ever get into arguments, Jordan is very sweet and easygoing, and normally we just mesh well on everything. Honestly, if everything in our relationship hadn't been so good up until now, I probably would have just broken up with her this weekend. But because things have truly been so perfect, I'm not sure if maybe I'm jumping to the wrong conclusion about what to do because my feelings got hurt. The other person who's important in this story is Jordan's friend Mark. She's known Mark for their whole lives because they both grew up in the same small religious community. Jordan isn't a part of that religion anymore. She decided to leave the church when she was, I think, 19 and moved to the state that we live in now. Mark is still in the religion and apparently takes it really seriously. I'm told he now works for the church back in Jordan's hometown. Also, as far as I know, Mark is the only person from the religious community that Jordan still talks to besides her parents, which I'm mentioning because I now think it could be a red flag. So on Saturday, I met Mark for the first time because he was in our city and Jordan wanted us all to have dinner together. At this point, I want to say I will admit that when we were first dating and I found out that Jordan had a best friend who was a guy, I didn't really like it, especially because it seemed like they were on FaceTime with each other a lot. But since it was a childhood friend and they mostly didn't see each other in person, I just trusted Jordan that Mark was only a friend and didn't let it bother me and eventually I got over it. So when we were going to dinner, I wasn't jealous or suspicious of Mark at all. If anything, I was somewhat excited to finally be meeting him since I've been hearing about him for two years. But then the way Jordan and Mark acted at dinner is what convinced me that there's something going on here other than just being best friends. I honestly don't even know how to describe it except to say that I've never seen two people act more obviously like they were in love with each other They would literally not stop touching each other. They were constantly touching each other's arms and shoulders. And at some points, they were actually even holding hands. They completely left me out of the conversation and were laughing about inside jokes. And every time they'd laugh, they'd do this thing where they put their foreheads together or that was when they'd be holding hands. And then also they were just looking at each other in a way that I didn't feel comfortable with at all. It was honestly even worse than the touching. It just wasn't how anyone would look at somebody they're supposedly just friends with. I'm 100% sure that every stranger looking at our table thought that Jordan and Mark were the couple and that I was her brother or something. 
I felt like a third wheel the whole time, and Jordan didn't even notice how awkward she was making it for me because she was way too focused on Mark and all the attention she was getting from him. And that's really not like Jordan at all. Usually she's a lot more considerate and would notice immediately if I wasn't having a good time or if she was accidentally being rude and excluding someone at the table. So it was genuinely really jarring to be sitting there with her and Mark and basically feeling like I didn't know my girlfriend at all. It was like he turned her into a completely different person who didn't even care that I was alive. So finally, at one point when Jordan got up to go to the bathroom, I just said to Mark, So are you into my girl or what's going on here? Mark said, Nothing's going on at all. That ship sailed a long time ago. I said, What does that mean? Did you guys date at some point? Mark said, no, we never did. And then when she left the church, we both knew that it meant that we were never going to. And we've accepted being in each other's lives as friends. There's nothing else going on at all. I said, that makes it sound like the only reason you're not together is because she left the church. And all Mark did was shrug. I said, well, what if she came back to the church? Would you marry her? He said, oh, she's not going to do that. You might as well ask what would happen if a bicycle had six tires. And so then, when Jordan came back to the table, Mark said to her, Opie wants to know if we'd be married if you weren't a godless heathen. Jordan said, why? Did you two call your mom while I was gone? And then she and Mark both just laughed about it and changed the subject. So, because of dinner and that conversation and everything else that I've written about in this post... I really feel like Jordan and Mark are in love with each other and not just best friends like they say, and the only reason they aren't together is because they can't compromise about their religion. I think Jordan thinks that because she's okay with that decision, she expects me to be okay with being her second choice, and in the meantime she's actually secretly wanting to be with Mark. So that makes me think that I should probably obviously just have self-respect and break up with her because I shouldn't be in a relationship with someone who would rather be with somebody else. But then the problem for me is that our relationship has been so perfect, and Jordan has always treated me so well, except for this one night. The only time she's ever acted like this was on the one occasion that Mark was around in person. Normally, even when she's talking to him all the time, she's never made me feel this way. So, on the one hand, I'm wondering if maybe it doesn't matter what Jordan's feelings are for Mark, As long as he isn't going to be around, it doesn't actually seem to affect our relationship. So maybe I just need to cool off and go back to trusting her that they are indeed only friends. Even if it seems to be true that they have complicated feelings for each other. Or should I just end things? I think a lot of what OP's feeling is very valid. I think OP was definitely made out to be the third wheel here and there was just kind of excessive touching and physical stuff going on that you have never seen before displayed from them going on just blatantly right in front of them like that and that you feel disrespected. You feel like you just sat there and watched her ogle over this guy all night long. In the theoretical that you had a female childhood best friend and you met up after a long time and you started doing that same behavior to her right in front of Jordan, how would she react? I mean, that would be a good question to ask her if she gets defensive about it. I mean, I think even just to be fair to her, you have to communicate about how you felt about what happened. I mean, depending on how she reacts to that, you'd probably have an even clearer picture of what you should do next. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left 
Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.